<laughs> you know the vibes you know sometimes i do that so loud the microphone cuts it out i hope you guys heard that because you know the damn no, we, vibes we didn't hear it bro we didn't hear it we we, we did hear it <laughs> the most unserious team in basketball decided for once to play seriously and the results were beautiful you're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. I am Momuncio. Alongside me, as always, the one and only Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how are you doing? Well, uh, you tell me, Mo. You you tell me. Because what did I say? What did I say after game six? And what did you say after game six? BJ actually, so I, called, I me, BJ actually yeah. called me this morning and he said the Celtics are going to win by 25. And uh, they won by, what, 24? So... I see it, OG. I see, I see you got a different script to me because the script I got, this is, let me tell you the script I got. The script okay, I got script involved got? potentially, I'm not saying this happened, I'm just saying potentially someone in the Sixers organization getting Adrian Wojnarowski to tweet out something that he's never tweeted out before about the foul discrepancy in game six between the Celtics and the Sixers. Trying to maybe persuade the referees a little bit in favor of making calls with Philly. And then the script I got showed early in the game, the referees making some ridiculous calls, ridiculous calls in favor of the Sixers. But through all of that, through all of the flopping, through all of the complaining, the Celtics prevailed. 112 to 88 to advance to the conference finals. Jason Tatum, 51 points. He said the other day he's one of the best players in the world. I see it. I see the vision. Al Horford. Three blocks. Blocking up the MVP. Uncle Al doing his damn thing. Marcus Smart. The defensive player of the year. Every year. For me at least. Doing his thing. Jalen Brown. The Sixers were up early in this game. And Jalen Brown was the one who got the crowd into it. Jalen Brown's the one who took off his mask, got hit in the face, that led the Celtics back into the game. Listen, BJ, I just want to know why the MVP of the league in an elimination game goes 5 of 18 from the field, minus 28. James Harden, 3 of 11 from the field, only 9 points. And gets humiliated in yet another game seven. Talk to me about this one. What did you see? Well, you know, Mo, as listen, I get it. it the, the first of all, congratulations to the Celtics because you know what they 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 this was a hard fought victory. I mean, this went seven. It was very evenly matched, with one exception. I mean, Jason Tatum was able to take his game to a, a totally different space when need be. And he, every moment when things look tough, you know, he really stepped up to the plate. So, you know, you, you know, we, we saw, we saw this last year, but now we're seeing him really assert himself. Okay. He, 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 he is, he is that level of talent. Okay. So let, let's start there now. Here's the thing. When I saw the Celtics win game, was the game three on the road, right? Was it game three yeah. on the road? 
you know, I, I, when I, you know, I, cause I'm always looking, I'm always looking as you know, as you are and all the rest of us, I said, okay, here's something that I saw when you could take your show on the road and play a brand of basketball that translates to the road. I go, okay, now you're talking, now you're talking to me because the Celtics know, yeah, home court matters if you get there, if you need it, but you got to win on the road. The Celtics played a brand of basketball I haven't seen anyone else play yet. Maybe with the exception in game six, but I'm not putting too much stock in game six. The Denver Nuggets went on the road and beat the Phoenix Suns, but they were up by 30. I've seen some tremendous individual output. You know, Steph Curry had one. He had a 50-point effort. LeBron last game had 39, nine and not or 39, nine and whatever he did. But when game three stuck out to me because this is a like game where you got to like break the momentum of the team. And then what really struck me was game six. When Jason Tatum didn't play well, Mm -mm. but he stayed in the fight. See, when I see people who stay in the fight, you know, when, when the fight's going your way, it's easy to stick in there. Mm-hmm. When the fight's not going your way, now it goes beyond just physical toughness. Now you're going to find out who's mentally tough. He shout stayed to, in the fight. Uh, shout out to Tyson Fury. Okay. So Jason Tatum has displayed in defeat to me what I'm looking for. Because that's where you find what it is you're really going to need, the key ingredient. So let me tell everyone here before it happens. Jason Tatum has the mental toughness and the mental capacity to play bad for about 36 minutes. But he will find a way in the in the in 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 the in the length of a 48-minute game to have an impact on the game. Not only offensively like he could last year, but now he can do it three ways. He can defend, he can rebound, and of course we all know he can score. And he and when he gets cooking like he was tonight, I, I there's nothing you really can do. Though. That's what no, I'm saying. He can defend. He can, defend, he top he can rebound, and he can pass the ball. So he can affect the game now without scoring on an elite level. Okay, so now I'm seeing what I'm seeing. That's why I told you. I said they look like the best team to me. Now you're going to, of course, say no. They're not. They're going to lose. They're going to get swept six. in the next series. Yeah, yeah. They're going <laughs> to lose. Yeah, the Heat's going to. The Heat's going to sweep them. You know what I mean? I know what you're going to say. Yeah, but that's what I saw in this in this series, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and we must, we must say this, you know, the time Lord is a, he, he's a difference maker. Adding him to the star he, lineup. I, I, and we have he, to say this is, too. Sorry to jump in, but Joe Mazzula, I saw a side of him in this game that I've never seen before. I've seen, I've seen a side of Joe Mazzula in this game. He had that dog in him. It's like I was watching email coach in a team. Yeah, well, you know, I, I I will always say this. When I hear people making adjustments on the offensive end during the playoffs, that just lets me know <laughs> that's not that's not how you win. That's not how you win a championship. Now, this kid, the Time Lord, he's a difference maker. I don't know. I'm going to say this about Al Horford. Al Horford is an impact player. He impacts winning. Now, I don't know what he does. He doesn't always have the stats. But when Al Horford plays and he's able to contribute when other people are playing well, 
he's a very impactful player. So great job by the Celtics. Unfortunate loss. It was a bad loss for the 76ers, no doubt about it. I'm sure there'll be a lot of news and speculations and things coming out of Philadelphia. It was just, it, it was a bad loss. I mean, it was just a bad, bad loss for them uh, on many levels. However, the Celtics were just fantastic, especially in the second half. The Celtics were great. The Celtics, defensively, offensively, they were amazing. Only seven turnovers, 45% from behind the arc. Even the, the role players got some garbage time. You know, we're so used to the seven-man rotations. But as great as the Celtics were, Joel Embiid and James Harden were absolutely pathetic in this game. Absolutely. I don't think they were pathetic. I, yes, I were. thought the Celtics, the Celtics defended, I'm going to tell you, Mo, I've, I, I, playing in that league. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you say, okay, they were bad. No, they didn't miss shots. These guys were, what did they say, locked in? Is that is that the, is that the term today? Locked the in, Celtics yeah. Yeah, they were, locked were unreal in their attention to detail today. They were unreal. Like, every possession they defended, every loose ball, it seemed like they got every loose ball. They seemed like they were, they, they, they just, they were in tune today. So, if you want to find out what great defense looks like, just study this game. Well, what I will say is this. The, the Sixers played great defense to start this game. Up until the Celtics blew this wide open, the Sixers were playing great defense as well. Absolutely. Now, As I said, this was a well-played game. I now, thought it was a well-played game. Now, you just spoke about Jason Tatum was able to elevate his game to a space that was truly spectacular. If you're the MVP of this league, you should be able to do the same thing. Okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. And you've, I've said this to you off air. I'm going to say it to you again on air. If you're a big, bigs are different than any other position. Why? Because they're dependent on someone getting them the ball. Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid is not going to rebound the ball, dribble it up like Jason Tatum, do a set, step three. Oh, he, he can't do that. He, he th There's no way he can do that. So if you think that's happening and elevating, no, no, no big is going to do that. So bigs are different. They have to be evaluated different. They have to be looked at different. Bigs are going to require that you somehow get them the ball. And tonight, it wasn't their night. <laughs> okay, they got him the ball. It was Jason Tatum's to have night. The most shots on his team. Yeah, well, he's he, he can go get shots, but you as a big, he can't do what guards do. That's just that's just what it is. Okay. Like he can't just go and play like Jason Tatum. He can't just go yes. get the ball and break it down. But Jason no, Tatum can't, can't go and play like him either. Jason Tatum doesn't go to the block and command a double team or go to the block with a mismatch against a smaller defender and absolutely dominate them. Joel Embiid went 5 of 18 from the field. There's possessions okay. where he's being guarded. When I start seeing when I start seeing guys play, bigs play like they did in the 80s and the 90s from okay, the block. Okay, let me ask you this. Then we could revisit that. But you can't say let Joel Embiid is doing that long. Does Nikola Jokic go five from 18, 15 points, and lose by 25 in this game? Okay. Does Nikola Jokic play like Joel Embiid? The answer is no. So this is just an excuse. He's not able to play no, 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 in a no, way no, that will no. win it's in a high-pressure situation. It's, it's not an excuse. It's not his it's fault. No excuse. He just doesn't play like that. No, it's not an excuse. Because if, jo if Jokic played with Tyrese Maxey, 
and James Harden, he would play different than what you're currently watching him play the way he plays. It's all about personnel. No, but the question it's is, does about, he still go five of 18 from the field in an elimination if, game if, seven? If if he's playing the same offense that Doc Rivers has him playing, which I don't believe Doc Rivers would play like that because Joel, because Jokic is a different player. Like it, this isn't, we can't look at the game. Like we do the, the video games. No, no these are saying, like, like hypothetically, people. swap those two guys tonight. And you tell oh, me if it's hy- still the same result, okay. because I know for damn sure they could Jokic ain't going five of 18. And okay, you know it too. You can't say it. No, I don't know you it. Do know hypothetically, it. I do not know that. Let me tell you this. I I, I, I don't know that. Embiid is the MVP of this league, right? And I get, yeah, Celtics defense is locked in. You think defenses haven't been locked in in playoffs before when they're going up against superstar players? But superstar players find a way to prevail. Jason Tatum, the defense, you think the defense wasn't locked in on him? The defense was locked in on him. Guess what? He just found a way to figure it out. That's what you tell me. Find a way. Okay. And so, okay. and so, I'm looking at Joel Embiid but, right here. I'm looking at Joel Embiid right here. Okay. Now, when he puts up good numbers and they win, everyone's, oh, he's the best player in the world. He's dominant on defense and he's dominant on offense. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. But now when he loses and has an embarrassing performance, oh, it's not his fault. He doesn't play that type of way. We can't blame him. He's not playing with okay. a guard that can get him the ball in those positions. Okay. Here's what okay. I saw. Here's what I saw. Okay. But let me say this. Let me say this, right? Because all year long, they told me, oh, MP's the MVP because unlike Jokic, he's a great defender. Well, guess what I saw tonight in a game seven elimination game? The Celtics were picking on Joel Embiid on the defensive end. Jason Tim was isolating on Joel Embiid when Joel Embiid was on the defensive end. They were putting Joel Embiid and targeting him in screen roll actions on the defensive end. That's my problem. So he's the MVP because he's better on the defensive side. I didn't see KD and Booker do that to Jokic in the last round. And you can even make a case that KD is a better scorer than Jason Tatum. So why didn't they do that to the, to the Joker? So this is my thing with the MVP. And we spoke about the MVP a few weeks ago. And I said, MP shouldn't be the MVP. And I, in fact, said Jokic and Giannis shouldn't be the MVP. Why? Because of the game's play. That matters. Tatum played more games, got the Celtics the home court advantage, and they win the game on their home court with a high three-point shooting percentage game, which we know is a key factor in playing games at home in comparison to the Sixers who shot 20%. Now, if you're a true MVP and you went out there and played enough games, maybe you would have had the home court advantage and maybe your role players would have stepped up and you would have had the crowd behind you and you would have had those three-point shots falling while the role players on the other team faltered. So what I'm saying is, I'm saying Joel Embiid is not a great player, just saying that all the reasons everyone gave me for him being MVP, now under the spotlight of a game seven, everyone, in fact, and this is the part that annoyed me the most, everyone, including yourself, said to me, Oh, but in the playoffs, Jokic isn't as good as Embiid, despite the fact Jokic is on his way back to the conference finals where he's been before, and Embiid is still yet to make it to the conference finals in his entire career. So that's my problem with this whole MVP, Joel Embiid, going on right now. Because you can go through every other MVP in league history, BJ, and you tell me another MVP from league history that's going and putting out a performance like this in a game seven, where you have a chance to get to the conference finals. Tell me another MVP in league history that you would see doing that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You know, when we, you know, as 
as you know, I, I, I don't look at the stats like that. This game will always be about one thing. You know, people say old school, new school. This The game will never change. The game is always about defending, rebounding, passing the ball. It's very hard to play against a set defense in this league, especially as you advance in the playoffs. Now, I'm just going to look at the stats without looking at them. I'm going to look at them because I don't. When you shoot 37% on the road as a team, you shoot 37%. This this is not even from three, right? Okay. They shoot 21% from three. Yes. <laughs> okay. See, I because you got to stay principled in your arguments. You just can't make an argument based on one game. Okay. Well, game seven is so whatever. I listen to you. I listen. Okay. I let you do your thing. Okay. You okay. did your thing. Okay. You did your thing. Okay. You, you did your thing. Go you ahead. made your argument. You Go said ahead. they. I don't, I'm like, I'm saying, okay, who's he talking to? Well, you know, but he talks to me every day, but I didn't say that, but maybe I don't count. That's fine. But he said they, and you're making your arguments. Okay. So now when I, cause I'm going to stay to the principles. It's impossible. I don't care if it's game one, game two, in this case, game seven. You're not going to win shooting 37% from the field and 21% from the line. I mean, from the three-point line, okay? But who's counting? Who? No, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big into this. Who's counting? I'm so so glad you said this. Yeah, yeah, of course you are, because carry on. Of course we're glad because it's not about being right. It's just about being principled. Okay. You must defend. I started off the podcast by saying the Celtics were amazing on defense today. They did an incredible job. When you defend, that means it it allows you to play advantage basketball. Because in the playoffs, we all know. What's the advantage? Now, now, let's go back to Jokic. It's all about matchups. Matchups are the key and being able to make the adjustments during the course of any game, any quarter, so forth and so on. You have to be able to match up. We know one thing about Jokic that has been exploited in the past. But to his credit, to his credit, to his team's credit, okay, the addition of the kid Brown. What's his name? What's I always get his name mixed up. What's the kid name? Brown. uh, Yeah, Christian Brown, the rookie. No, not Christian Brown. No, the kid Brown, the guard, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, uh, Jeff Green, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And these guys, they've been a great additions. Why? Because they've addressed the one thing that I started off this conversation with was you can't win without defending. They've done a they've done an incredible job of complementing what their best player doesn't do well and adding players where they are probably arguably defensive players first before on the offensive end. And it's been great because they've complimented him. Now, without, and and Mo, there's a term that I give to you all the time and our listeners. 
roster construction is a real thing. I know no one wants to believe it. We just want to say here, and then we'll say things like, I can't let you get away with it today. But then we'll say hypothetical. No, hypothetically, we're not putting together a team. We're putting together a team, and we're seeing who's complimenting who and doing what. Because we all know what we're going to target. Now, the difference in this game was very simple. Since 1946, we know there's one player can't beat a team. We know that. But we like to, we love our heroes. We love, like Jason Tatum today. We love it. Oh, God. He he stepped up. And everyone's going to say, oh, he carried the team. Oh, he did this. Jason Tatum was the man. No, Jason Tatum had a better team today. Jason Tatum had a better team. They defended incredibly Someone was setting screens for him to get open and get the matchups that he was looking for. And to his credit, which was an individual performance, he made the, he knocked the shots down. Now we've seen him miss those shots, but you know what I really love about him? He takes those shots and the team was willing to live with him in that capacity. Now, no excuses for anybody, no excuses. However, in watching James Harden today, just, just using him as an example because he was the lead guard. I don't know if James Harden. I don't know. Well, let, let's look at his stats. Let, let me look oh, at because oh, I don't I'm look at the stats. on James Harden yet. Don't worry. That's yeah. Well, 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 well. Let's let's just look at James Harden. Let's just look at James Harden. James Harden was twenty percent from three, one of five, three eleven for twenty seven percent. That's your lead guard, and that's the guy who's responsible to getting. Joel Embiid the ball now five turnovers I might add <laughs> okay five turnovers now if you told me that my point guard is going to have those type of stats the guy who's responsible now that's the guy who initiates the offense so we're saying no excuses maker. but now it's James no 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 no, 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 no. Mo, Mo, Mo. you take your medicine and you move on if you're telling me I can win with those numbers, okay, Mo, they had no chance, and and they and they didn't do it willingly. So why did they do it? Because the Boston Celtics played phenomenal. I'll say it again: they were phenomenal on the defensive end. They had a matchup that Philadelphia couldn't counter, and here was the counter. They put Rob Williams in the lineup. And for whatever reason, that was the difference in game six and game seven. There was a difference. Okay. Like you saw it. Okay. He was a difference maker for them. Here we go. So you start off just then talking about the Sixers aren't going to win if they shoot 37%. On, on the field, right? Mo, I told you before the game. I told you no, after no, the last I'm, game. I'm just so this isn't a new said. thing for me. I'm just repeating what yeah. you said, right? You said the Sixers are never going to win if we just look at the numbers by shooting 37%. Well, that 37% is largely in part responsible from Embiid shooting 27% on his 18 shots, which was a team high. So if you want to just look at the numbers like that and say, well, the team only shot 37%, that's why they lost. Well, the majority of that lowly percentage is because... Embiid was the one shooting under 
So first he's and foremost, the best. So, so first and so, foremost, that's, okay, that's that out the window. Second, but of let's all, say this also. Sec- hold second on, of all, okay. No, I'm, but hold on, I'm before you, what you said. Well, yes, but hold on. I just okay. want to make sure okay. we say this. The principle of having a sound offense is getting the ball to your best player. So, okay, the best player should take the responsibility. That's why they're the best player. You live with them, and you lose with them. So yep. let's just say that. So, yep, great check. They got the ball to their best player, and he took the majority of the shots, and he didn't shoot well today. Okay, I can live with that. Yes, he didn't shoot well in the biggest game of his career so far. Check. Okay? The next thing you say was bringing up Jokic and how they built the roster around him. Well, how would you like to construct this roster differently? You've got Tyrese okay. Maxey, one of the most explosive guards in the league. You've got James Harden, former MVP, former multiple-time scoring champion. You've got PJ Tucker, who Joel Embiid personally wanted to bring in for his 3 and D. And when we talk about unexpected contributions through the early stage of this game, this looked like it was going to be the PJ Tucker game because he got hot early on. And then you got Tobias Harris, who we spoke about just a few well, days ago. Okay. Who we well, spoke no. about just a few days ago is a max contract player and he's your fourth option. So we're talking about this well, construction okay. roster. Are you really saying that PJ Tucker got hot? Or was PJ PJ Tucker open because that was the game plan? What's the difference? Which one is it? What's the difference? No, no, there is a difference. What's the okay, difference? here's the difference. PJ, we're going to leave you open and because we believe. But, okay, and if you make an open shot, which, Mo, he's a professional. He should. Now, if PJ Tucker was going out getting shots and they were exploiting PJ Tucker, like, see, the difference, the difference is, the difference is Jason Tatum was hot. <laughs> okay? no, you're missing the point. You're missing the no, point. No, no, I'm not you, missing the you, point. You PJ talk about Tucker, unexpected contributions. PJ Tucker unexpected is con- known for going 37 minutes with zero points. So the fact mo, that he mo, scores mo. in double digits isn't, by definition, an unexpected contribution. This is no, the no, same thing not, we okay. saw in Game okay, 7 mo, last year me, with Celtics. Can I define? Can I, Grant can I Williams make a, getting hot with his corner threes. Can I define an unexpected contribution? I'm going to define an unexpected contribution. I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but go ahead. Well, no, no, it's it's not. It's it's not because you're 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 you you and I have a difference. An unexpected contribution would be the following. They're not in the game plan. PJ Tucker has to understand and be the do the following. He when the defense forces him to take open shots. He can't turn them down. That's not unexpected. He's got to recognize that and shoot it and make it. Why? Because he has to be, he has to keep the defense honest. Now, if let's say Niang, let's say George Niang suddenly has a 20 point effort. Like we saw the other, what's the kid for the Lakers the other night that came in and Lonnie scored Walker, 15 to 15, 16. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, un, those are unexpected contributions because you're, you're, you're saying, wait a minute, that wasn't part of the game plan for us to isolate, see him, Lonnie Walker isolating, going one-on-one with, with, that was an intentional contribution by him. That's intentional. PJ okay. Tucker, PJ Tucker, we're going to leave you open. We're going to leave you open. Okay. And if you don't make it, Doc Rivers is going to have to make a move. That's that's just basketball well, one Unfortunately for you, if we go back 12 months to pretty much this exact date, 
We and did. what did I tell we, you? Who did I tell you had to be the best player on the team before go, the season started? If, if we go back 12 months and we look at the episode that happened almost on this day 12 months ago, we spent, you spent almost an entire show talking about the unexpected contribution of Grant Williams in Game 7 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Because, because, because it was the game plan of the Milwaukee Bucks to leave him open. And he made those and, shots. And you define that as unexpected contribution. Therefore, PJ Tucker tonight okay, making his shots. Okay, here's the difference. Here's the di- here's the difference. PJ Tucker is a starter. Grant Williams isn't going. No one expected Grant Williams to play long enough to get thirty points in a in a key game like that. No, PJ Tucker is the starter of this team. He understands. That's why he is an elite role player. I have to make those open shots to keep PJ, the defense honest. PJ, no, 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 no. Grant Williams. Oh, I, Grant Williams was in the starting lineup. Okay, Grant what Williams I'm saying was is, in the starting lineup. So Grant Williams, same. Grant Williams. No one, no one expected Grant Williams. The difference. I wouldn't even expect the Grant Williams to have double figures. Like, okay, there he we has go. double figures. There I can we, absorb that. So, so there we go. That's the same thing with PJ Tucker. No one expects him to have double no. figures, and he got double figures. There's your unexpected contribution. So now we're getting okay, sidetracked. You would. Okay. Now we're getting sidetracked. However, you want to say it. Let's get back to the, the point. point. The point. What, what is the Let's point? Let's get back to the point. Embiid. In the first half, he went two from ten when being guarded by Al Horford. That's not when being double teamed. That's not when being trapped. That's being guarded one-on-one by Al Horford. You are the MVP of the league. And Al Horford, Uncle Al, at the age of 36, 37, 38, however old he is now, is locking you up. The original point was, show me another MVP in league history that will get clamped up like this in a game seven with their season on the line. That was the original question. And I'm still yet to hear an MVP who this would have happened to. I've heard, well, a center can't play like that. I've heard, well... James Harden didn't no, no, do his Mo, job. Mo, see, Mo, this is okay, and then I'm going to let it go. This is what I'm saying. Okay. Mo, this is what I'm saying. In order for you us to have to see a more legit conversation, you got to put it in its proper context and not just pull out content. I'm not trying to win an argument. Winning an argument would involve us, you and I, to first agree on the following. We have to first know what are we trying to obtain, which is the, the ultimate truth which is the principles of the game. If we don't agree with that, then I'm not trying to be right because in the end, the only thing that's going to, the only thing that's going to matter in this league, it's never going to change. So if we're arguing about something other than the truth of the league, then, okay, now we're just like going back and forth. It doesn't really matter. What matters is, what matters is the following. You, we, since 1946, George Mikan, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal, none of those guys, Hakeem Olajuwon, none of those guys have ever won without an elite guard. Bob Cousy, Bob Cousy had to be there for Bill Russell. Jerry West had to be there so for Wilt Chamberlain. why was this Kareem Abdul-Jabbar earlier in the series? It's never an issue until someone does it. In, in, in There's never it, no, no. It's never an issue. No, no one's making it. So, so are you no disagreeing with me on my opinion? Because we, we don't. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. My I'm opinion. I'm not disagreeing with you. Joel Embiid. I'm, all I'm saying. An embarrassing bad performance tonight. 
No, 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 Mo, Mo, no one's never disagreeing with you. It's not a disagreement. You're you're entitled to state your your truth. You're entitled. However, we must present the whole truth so that we can see its entirety. Just don't just don't give a sliver. Give the entire picture of and explain why it is. That's the difference. Just give the whole picture and then let the people say, no, oh, that makes sense. No one's making an excuse. Joel Embiid was awful. I said that. Never. He was awful. He was awful statistically. But why was he awful? He just didn't show up and was out there playing by himself. What did they do to take away and create this imbalance where he couldn't get to his position? Yes. What did they do? Yes. What's this? And I started off, I said the Celtics were phenomenal on defense. Their def that defensive change by putting Rob Williams in the lineup, it was very disruptive to them on many levels. Yes. My, but my question was, which other MVP in league history? I'm sure there's been tons. I'm sure there's been tons. I'm sure there's been tons. Five of eight. Like, like I'm, I'm sure there's, I'm seven. sure there's, like, like, Steph Curry didn't always play great in game sevens. I, year, I mean, recently, LeBron MVP. James didn't always play great in game sevens. I, I, I mean, I'm just going by, MVP. I'm just going right for the top. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. Like, Everyone can't be great every single game. I'm sure, I, I can't remember off the top, that even Michael Jordan, I'm sure. Larry Bird, I'm sure. Magic Johnson, are you I'm mean, sure. Are you, there's no way you're saying that you're sure guys like Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan went 5-18 and got blown out by 30 points in a game no, seven. No, 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 see, now, 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 now listen to what you just said. Blown out in a game seven. Mo, I'm sure I was a part of some of them. Okay, it took it, it. It it we didn't always beat the Detroit Pistons. This, this we didn't always win. Everyone can't win. I remember when Magic Johnson, those guys lost to the Celtics. I re, I remember those guys. Everyone has. You don't just be great all the time. You got to lose. You got to learn how to be great. You just don't show up and like win every single time. Well, where's the failure that's going to help you understand how to win? Like, or does no one ever lose? It's Everyone's going to play bad. Why did he play bad? That's all we care about. Why did he play bad? He played bad because the Celtics were outstanding. They had an outstanding game plan on the defensive end. They had an outstanding game plan. As a big, why do bigs play bad? Well, the bigs are going to, they need exceptional guard play to get them the ball where they can operate. That's a fact. That's just that's just what it is. Like, okay, great. Why was Carl Malone so good? Well, he had an exceptional guard that would get him the ball where he needs to go because he couldn't do it. Why was Kareem great? Well, he had an exceptional guard that could get him the ball where he needed to go. Jerry, why was Wilt? Well, he had an exceptional guard. It's the same formula. It, it just is what it is. So I'm not making an excuse for him. James Harden is just what an it exceptional is. guard. James Harden today was not exceptional. James Harden today, by all accounts, was like he was mediocre at best. He was, oh, he was really, terrible. really bad. He was he really was, bad he today. Was terrible. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You you can't if you are big, every big will tell you that their their play is the, whether or not we want to admit it, their play is dependent on the guards they play with. Why? Someone has to get Shaq the ball. 
That's just a fact. It, it, we can sit here. That's what is, makes Victor Wimbenyama so appealing because you're saying, wait a minute. Like Giannis. But, but, Giannis is not dependent on just guards getting him the ball. Yeah, it's like he's talking like he didn't get the ball. He led his team in no, shots. No, no, he no, got no, the no, ball. No, 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 no. He got no, the ball I, and I, he missed. Okay, I'll say it again because maybe you missed this part. Maybe it didn't come through. Bigs have to get the ball in their operating area where they have an advantage or wherever they like it. You can get up shots. You can get up shots. You can so get up. Where, where He's going to get, get touches. Where is he getting the ball tonight? Well, all I'm saying, Mo, all I'm saying is this. It wasn't where he was at his best. And it was, was because, bad from everywhere. Because, because the Boston Celtics were terrific. They were uh, absolutely. They were just terrific. They contested. Al Horford was there. He had help. He had five. He had five bodies in front of him at all time. They were physical with him. They didn't allow him to get open and get easy. They didn't foul. They they defended without fouling. They were just terrific. Like some nights, the guy has it and you don't. Tonight, the Celtics had it. They were incredible. Give them credit. Like it's not like jo- if Joel Embiid could get the ball on the post. And against one-on-one, let me tell you something. And I think Al Horvath is a terrific defensive player. There's nothing they can do with him. If he, he got that ball he on that post. literally blocked him when he was guarding one-on-one twice or three okay. times. I'm just saying, Mo, if, if he got that ball where he can operate, where the big fella can operate, you know, stopping Joel. Everybody knows. It's just like, yo, did stop no stopping him. He did stop no him. stopping him. He's been one from 10 when guarding one-on-one by Al Well, let's move on out. here because this... Because it doesn't really matter. You're right. <laughs> Everyone else is wrong. And let's move on. <laughs> That's how the show goes. It's, it's you know, not about me right. being right the or Celtics wrong. Celtics are going to lose. You're right. The Celtics are going to lose. And everyone else is wrong. Game seven. I'm just yeah, saying, I mean, if you're the MVP, you find a way to score against that Horford when you're being guarded one-on-one. Well, However you want to spin it now well, after well, the fact is irrelevant. You go guard it one-on-one. Hey, hey, Al Horford, look, drop. Credit to Al Horford. Credit to the Celtics. credit to the Boston Celtics. You find a way to the Boston Celtics. You find a way. And I'm not saying you never lose. There's ways in which you lose. And that was a devastating loss. That was an embarrassing loss for the Philadelphia 76ers. A loss is a loss. That's one thing that now, if there's going to be pushback, a loss is a loss. It doesn't matter. The way they lost to the way they lost to the Toronto Raptors when Kawhi Leonard hit the most impossible buzzer beer ever. And they won every single minute that Embiid was on the court, except for the few minutes he rested on the bench, which is the reason they lost the game, is very different to losing this game by almost 30 points with Embiid basically being unable to score against the 36-year-old Al Horford. They're two very different losses. Okay. Two very different losses. As a guy who's lost many a times, like... A loss is a loss. Like I don't. I didn't say. Well, this loss is worse than this. It did. I didn't feel any different whether it was a one point loss, a game buzzer loss, or a thirty point loss. I lost. Okay. I, I, like I. I didn't get a prize for. Well, this is a good loss. I didn't get a prize for saying this was a a moral victory. No, you lost. I don't. It doesn't matter how you lost. You lost. You. It, that's how. That. That's how it's experienced. It doesn't like you don't get a special prize. For saying, well, Kawhi Leonard hit the last second. No, you, you lost. You 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 lost. They played great. Jason Tatum was phenomenal. Their defense Absolutely. was incredible. They, they, the Celtics crowd was into it. Joe Mazzula came on his A game. They had it. They had it 
clicking today. And Absolutely. you know what? They deserve to win the game. When a guy is that hot from the field, like Jason Tatum was. Hey, man, that's, that's tough to 60% that's, on his way to 50. That's tough. That's crazy. And, 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 and that's tough. When you have to overcome all of those things, that's tough to overcome. So, you know, what? give those guys credit and then let's move on. Like, you're right, Mo. It's not, I'm, I'm okay with losing. See, I, I'm not trying to get a, I'm not trying to get W's because I know where I'm going to learn. I got to learn in my losses. But, and then I can correct those to make sure it never happens again. That's the difference between me and the other guys. Okay, this is what Jason Tatum did. I told you after the game, I said, Jason Tatum's a great player. Great players don't have back-to-back bad games. I told you that right after the game. Right yes. after the game, I said, I said, no, they're going to win. They're probably going to win by 20 points. And that's actually points. fantastic because that means opening night next season, MB's going to have a great game. See? <laughs> yeah. so here's the thing. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Philly. This, this is a this is an incomplete roster, and it, and Harden might be walking over the summer, so it might get even more. Said, this is an incomplete roster, and and, and you know, and again, I don't. It is what it is. What would you like? I'll to have? say it. If, because, if you were building around MP, no, how would you yeah, like this is this is this is what I like to have, and I and I told you this at the beginning. I remember we did we was doing we went through every team and like yeah, starting last, in last September. Summer, you last and I. summer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrese Maxey, for me, has to be the best player on the team. Better than Embiid. Okay. In the regular season, he's got to be the best player. Why? Because the game in the regular season, you have to play downhill. I mean, that's just a that's just a fact. Like, just like Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray plays downhill. That's just a fact. As beautiful of a player as Jokic is, you have to have guard play or a wing player that can play downhill. It is what it is. Why? Because you can't prepare for every game during the regular season. Practice time is very limited. So you have to be able to play mismatch basketball. Mismatch ba- basketball means, or advantage basketball means, you got to play four versus three, mm-hmm. five versus four, mm-hmm. three versus two. And you have to have a player that can engage the defense in two ways. Either in isolation, right? That's going to force you to double, or you can play screen role, and he's got and his job is to engage the other defensive player and make the proper read as they do that. That's a fact. That's just that's the game today. They they call it they call it pace and space for a reason, because there has to be a pace that you have to play at. Tyrese Maxey, I think Mo, we can at least agree on this, is one of the fastest players in the NBA. Oh yeah, okay, easily. So James Harden has not shown in his entire career, probably with the exception of coming off the bench in OKC, he's had the ball as the primary ball handler. Yeah. But he he doesn't play downhill. He doesn't play downhill. He plays just like isolation. And he's not like isolation. He's the primary scorer as well. This is his first time not being the primary scorer. He's a, yes, he's a unique player like you this doesn't apply to everyone yeah he's, he's just like, a unique player he's like a 40 percent usage rate but now he's yes playing he's with just MB a unique player in his own right rate. like you know what i mean you like go the guy plays isolation basketball you double team him but he he only passes it to you when you only got one thing to do like to shoot it he doesn't pass it to you to initiate it or make the hockey assist he just he's a unique player in itself if the sixers are going to 
constructed team, in my opinion, just just my, I'm saying it with great humility. Tyrese Maxey should be the best player on the team. He's got to average 20 plus. Why? Because he plays the game at a pace that the other teams got to go. Wow. I got to get back in transition. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. And you got to force Joel Embiid to play with him. And then in the fourth quarter, Mo, you play to Joel when the game slows down. That's just my humble opinion. If you have James Harden playing the way he plays with James Harden, that's a no-go. Do you think they'll be better without James Harden next season? I think, I think if it's depending on what depending, depending on what they do, right? Because James Harden is a terrific player, Hall of Fame player. Okay. Yeah, top but Mo, you have to defend at your position. That's not his strength. You have to be able to rebound as a wing player. That's really not his strength. I think he's a good passer, but I don't know if he's a team passer. He's a passer when he has the ball and he's doing his thing and, you know, he can do that. That's, but that's, that's, that's playing a different way. I'm talking about in a team concept. I don't know if he does that. Now, if he's the main guy and he's getting all those usage rates, is that what you call him now? Then Mo, he'll, he'll put up 25, 28, 30 points a game. Why? Because he can, that's what he does. So, I think if they get the right players, and that's a big if, like, you know what I mean? You just, these players aren't just like everywhere, you know? And like, if you put a player like, like OG, for instance, if you put, if you said, I'm going to put OG, your guy from Toronto. Yes. Now, Mo, you're talking to me. Yeah. You you, you follow, okay. because I hear what you're saying. You, you, you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. This talk now, is defense. Like his defense, in my opinion, he could play in my, in my humble opinion. Players like James Harden and players like Joel Embiid can't succeed in the postseason. Why? During the regular season, they rely far too much on grifting free throws with their flopping, and that makes up such a big percentage of their actual points per game that when it comes to the postseason and the referees aren't giving them free throws every time down, they struggle. This is Embiid's sixth trip to the playoffs, and he's never shot an above-average effective field goal percentage, which is a field goal percentage that counts to include free throws, threes, and of course, normal shots. So when the referees stop calling fouls, as they do in the regular season, and defenses get tougher, players like Harden and players like Embiid, who some nights you'll see them get to the line 20 times, they just can't do it. So, yeah, I, I mean, that, those are a good point. I think those are, that's an exceptional point. I think that is a good point. When you look at the offense, however, the one thing about Joel Embiid, and that's is why I really love Joel Embiid, is this guy's won the MVP, Mo. And I and I and I could say this to Joel. Joel's not in he's not in the proper condition that he needs to be we in. We say this every to year to win an NBA. We say this every year. This is this is what Mo, this is it. This is my pro Joel Embiid won the MVP this year, and, and I'm saying he's not even in the proper condition to be the very best version of himself. That's what makes me so intrigued with him because I'm going, okay. And, and I know his coaches are saying it. I know Joe. I know JoJo. I know he knows that because JoJo, when he wants to defend Mo, he's a game changer. But then why was he getting picked on tonight? Because Mo, when he wants to defend Mo, I'll say it again. I'm, saying, I'm trying not, to say it nicely. But why did he not because, want to defend him? Because Mo, seven. when you, Mo, Imagine going to the gym 
and you're out of condition. That's me every day, PJ. <laughs> okay, then. Well, Mo, when you get on the bike and you know you're not in the proper condition, it looks tough. <laughs> it is tough. Okay? It is tough. Okay, then. It is tough. So that's why he didn't want to do it. Because it's tough. That's why you got to go hard. Yeah, yeah, if okay. you want to be so, a winner, even if you're out of shape so like Mo, me, you got to go uh, hard. Mo, I, I get it. But you can only push yourself so hard when you're not in the proper condition. Mo, that's just what it is. Jo this kid... Joel Embiid, if he was, if he just gets in condition, the proper condition that he needs to be in, Mo, it's a wrap. Because defensively, that's where he should control. Like offensively, I don't care. Like, okay, he shoots six for 18. So what? If he controls the other end of the floor, that's the that's his main contribution in the playoffs. Yeah, well, you know that's his main contribution. When he come, like, when he had, remember that remember that chase down block shot he had in, on, in game was that game five was that a game five was that game five in Boston game five in Boston, in Boston. Chase down on Jalen Brown when the that big fella is when the, the big fella is doing stuff like that, Mo. But, he's almost impossible to beat. But you know, why he doesn't do it, Mo? Because it's too hard to do. And he had a couple blocks early on in this one, but it's really like. They did to him tonight what everyone said would happen to Jokic through the playoffs. And this is why I brought it up at the start, is dragging him out to the perimeter to try and guard Jason Tatum or putting him in screen roll. And you're right, maybe it is his conditioning that didn't allow him to compete on that end in the seventh game of a series, right? I get it. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, this is goes back all the way to the original point I'm saying. If the reason why everyone said he was the MVP and the best player is because of what he does on defense then he should have done it on defense. That was all the point that I was trying to make. Yeah, well, it, You know what I'm saying? No, we can like, make argument. I'm not comparing the guys. I will say this. Jokic, Jokic, watching him, even from like a year or two ago, and the guy was back-to-back -back MVP, he's in better condition this year than mm -hmm. he was. Because, Mo, I'm watching him, and I'm watching him closely. Mo, the big fella, he's, he's moving that body. He's and in I'm great gonna tell you condition. Something. And, Mo... He and you know what I you know what I you know and, and and listen, every player. That's why I don't like I don't have to be critical because you know it's easy to sit here and criticize somebody. Mo, I've never met a perfect player. Every player has a weakness, and you know what I respect more and more as you watch Jokic and these guys. I love it when people work on their game. He is a better defensive player this year than he was a year ago. That lets me know, Mo. That he cares. Yeah. That and lets me know, Mo, he's working on his game. The thing is, as well, Mo, with his condition, he just has a body type that he's always going to The guy gets up and down for 45 minutes a night, and he, Mo, he might not be the quickest, but he doesn't stop. Mo, all you can do as a player is your best. I've never, ever seen the big fella not give me his best. Mm -hmm. I respect that. Now, now, at some point, though, Mo, if you get the right matchup and someone can exploit what you don't do well, then Mo, you gotta, you're gonna have to adjust in some capacity. Now, in the first two rounds, no one's able to get to it. Like mm -hmm. Phoenix couldn't get to it. And who did they play in the first round? Who did they play in the first round? Nice. The Timberwolves couldn't get to it. Okay. Now, I don't know what the I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. We'll do a okay, preview of but, that series tomorrow. Okay. I don't know what the Lakers, but what I did know is a year ago, I saw the Warriors exploit it.
So do I think Jokic studied that and got better? Absolutely. You could tell the way he plays. But Jamal Murray's back. So you follow what I'm saying, Mo? So there's a lot. They have new players on their team. And I'm going to say this. Coach Malone has done a terrific job in the postseason. Mm-hmm. He the, the first two rounds, he's really yeah. coached yeah, we'll, his we'll, team we'll well. We'll dive into that. We'll dive into that series tomorrow, right? Because tomorrow we'll do a preview of the Western Conference Finals. I want to get back to the Sixers. James Harden, just off the press conference, because I know you love listening to the press conference. When asked yes. about what he wants in his next opportunity to be in Philly or elsewhere, he says, I just want to have the chance to compete. And they asked him about his relationship with Doc Rivers and whether he wants Doc Rivers to be back. Harden says, our relationship is okay. Doesn't sound too convincing uh, of a guy who wants to either stay in Philly or see Doc. I, I, do you, you know see? What? Do you see Doc returning as coach in Philadelphia next season, or do you think his run has kind of come to an well, end? Well, I, I listen. You, you, you know, look. I, I have to. I have to admit, I'm biased towards Doc. Okay, I'm biased because I know that Doc is a not a good coach. Doc Rivers is a great coach. However, however, you can't be a great coach without great players <laughs> okay and you can't win in this league without a commitment on that end of the floor you i mean it's just impossible like mo you can get your stats you can get your numbers but i know from experience that if you're trying to win the final game of the season there's a brand of basketball that you have to play like and this isn't a knock against james harden it's not a knock on any player right but if you're going to be a really good, good coach, like what we're talking about, you better have a Jason Tatum on your team. Like, I don't know if Joe Missoula is a, is a good coach or not. But tonight, he was really good. He was, <laughs> okay. He was a great Why? coach tonight. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to talk but about... you better have, but you better have that guy who uh, let me tell you something, Mo. Let me tell you something. Okay. I keep this I keep this with me, Mo, because I always remind myself of this. Go ahead. And I always want I want to remember every I want everybody to remember. I keep this statement with me. The notoriety of a coach is always dictated by the performance of his players under pressure. Joe Missoula tonight was phenomenal because the notoriety of a coach, which was Joe Missoula is always dictated by the performance of his players under pressure. Whose quote is that? Or is that yours? It's just all the greatest coaches, all the coach. This is a principle. You, you, this isn't my, this isn't me. This is a, this is what the, all the great coaches, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Hubie Brown. That's what we know in this league. Like if you want to be a great coach, you have to win big games. Who performs in big games? Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, and those guys. Those are the guys. Well, actually, speaking of coaches, though, it brings me, I think we've been talking about this game for an hour now. It brings me to something that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. The Phoenix Suns firing head coach Monty Williams and the direction that that team's going to go in now. And do you see any spots you think Monty Williams will land in? And do you have any potential candidates you think that the Suns will look to I, get? Not, look, I don't know these teams in here. And, and some of them I've spoken to. And, and and look, I'm not the type of guy that speaks to guys and then starts trying to leak information. It's oh, not yeah. what no, I no, do. No, okay, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing but that. I will say this. I'm talking like I will stylistically. No, no. no I, to coach well, a team with Booker and here's Durant a style. And da, da, da. In the pro game, 
you better have a style that can adapt to whatever talent that you have. Okay. I would love to play up court, up tempo, whatever. I got Jokic on my team. I got to adapt. <laughs> that's just what it is. My Antonio okay. will still make him run. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. And then you can say, well, the guy can't play my style. Well, okay, whatever. So here's what I think. Monty Williams is a terrific coach. Okay. He's a really, really good coach. He's competent. I think he's a, he has credibility in this league. I think just a couple of years ago, he was coach of the year, if I remember correctly. He's taken this team to the finals. When he arrived there, the Phoenix Suns were in disarray. He's organized the group. He's made them relevant again. I think someone will get a really good coach, okay? He's going to be coaching somewhere in the league. Why? Because he's that good of a coach. For whatever reason, they made a decision. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you and I aren't in the locker room because I don't like to see people lose their jobs. However, I think he will land because he's that good of a coach. I mean, he is a really, really good coach, okay? Now, whether or not it's this year or next year, he's too good not to be in the league this year. I think he will land, right? Whether it's, you know, there's a lot of jobs open right now, okay? Well, not a lot, but there's a few jobs that are open. We don't have to revisit those. Um, but I think he will land on his feet because he's that good of a coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a lot of vacancies and there's a lot of very talented coaches that are looking for jobs. Yes. And someone is going to end up with a ridiculously stacked coaching staff because there's so many talented coaches and there's only a certain amount of vacancies. So that's going to be interesting. There is one more thing we do have to speak about here on the show because um, we keep you up to date with everything from the NBA. Um, John Morant once again yeah. on Instagram live with a gun in his hand for reasons I they're just beyond me, they're baffling me. I've got a few things to say about this. Uh, because I put out a tweet today about it, and I think a lot of people misunderstood what I was trying to say, right? John Morant has no business doing that in the first place, right? He's a role model to young people, he's a role model to kids, they look up to him. He's one of the faces of the league. He's a face of a major brand. He should not be doing that. Regardless, I'm not getting into the laws of whether it's legal or not, wherever he is in America. I'm not getting, going down that rabbit hole, right? I'm just saying, know your role. Know who you are. Know what you are doing in society and your occupation. You should not be doing that as a professional. Number two, though, and this is what I was trying to tell people. because People are saying, stop making excuses for him. He, he's a grown-up. He knows what he's doing. If you're a friend of John Morant, at some point, if you're a true friend of John Moran, you got to tell him to chill. If you are getting in the car with John Moran and he's holding something like that, you got to tell him, bro, what are you doing? There's hundreds of millions of dollars on the line here. You already missed out on all NBA, meaning you missed out on how much did he miss out on for missing all NBA this year? Like four probably gonna million. miss 50, like about yeah. 50, 60 million. Yeah. Just for that one incident. That yeah. means so you've already missed it. You go on Instagram live again. And what are you doing? And then the part that was weird to me is this wasn't even Jar's Instagram. This was one of his friends' Instagrams who's not famous or anything like that. There was only a hundred people watching it. So of those hundred people watching it, someone was recording the live stream going on ready to take the clip and upload it so i don't know what's going on behind the scenes because for you to be premeditating recording that on some 
guy who's John Morant's friend's Instagram live. I don't know, maybe I'm getting old and the new generation just records everyone's live streams. But I don't know what's really going on behind the scenes, but the people around him, you got to have people around you because when you start becoming successful in life, as a young person, everyone makes mistakes and everyone does things that they shouldn't be doing. But it is the job of the people around you, whether it be your mentors, your family, your friends, to tell you to fix up when it's necessary to fix up, even if you don't see yourself for whatever reason. But to have your friend in that position risking everything. Right now, there are some executives around the NBA who are saying that John Morant should be suspended for at least half a season for what he's done. Because he did it once, Went to the rehab thing, he said, then came back and said it was a mistake, and da, da 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 And then he's gone and done it again. Bearing in mind, you've just released your first ever signature sneaker just less than a month ago. I don't understand what he's going through and what's going on. But the fact that no one around him is even telling him, stop doing this, and they're enabling him. You know, you see your friend get in the car with something that he shouldn't have. Bro, what are you doing? Why have you got that? Put it down. At least they let me hold it instead of you. I just, the whole situation is mind-boggling to me. I really don't know what's going on. Um, I hope he, he fixes whatever he's going through, gets some help, because this is an unbelievable talent. And so many young people look up to him. And for him to keep doing this, is just it's just ridiculous. Well, there's so much to unpack here, Mo. And, you know, having... You know, I have young kids similar in age and, you know, and you're right. You know, when you're in your mid, what is he about 24, 25 or something like that? You know, I have kids that age. So I, yeah, he's he's 23. Well, I I have a 22 year old son. Right. And it's tough, Mo, you know, it's tough and you can't make excuses for this. Um, And you got to own it. Yeah, I mean, you you have to own it. There's nothing. There's no way around it, right? It's in this generation when you're on Instagram and Mo, you got to own it now. Okay, now at some point, Mo, you know, some of us never get a second chance, you know, and he gets a second chance, and then sometime Mo, the door closes. I don't know what's going to happen, but what I do know, Mo, is is the following. And experience has taught me this. You know, this is a billion-dollar operation. You know, this NBA, it's fun and games, and you and I and other people, we talk about the game, and we talk about it passionately and so forth and so on. But we understand the basketball business, and then we also understand the business of basketball. And right now, Mo, the league, okay, without question, they have to do what's in the best interest of the league here. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a hard lesson. That's a that, that's a hard lesson, right, Mo? Because you, you know, you, you you know, you would like to understand it without having to go through the repercussions of things, right, in life. And now, Mo, I think the you know the business now will be impacted by whatever happens moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's there is going to be a lot of dialogue. We know the consequences of that. Um, the NBA is a family-oriented, you know, business, if you will. And now there are going to be a there are a lot of partners 
involved. There are a lot of people who, yep. so Mo, there are a lot of the business will have to have a major say so in whatever decision is made. You know, when you're dealing with young people, Mo, I, 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 you know, like I tell my son this all the time, you know, at one point, Mo, I used to drive my kids around and I was driving the car and they'd be in the backseat. Dad, go here. Dad, do this. Dad, do that. Well, you know, Mo, my son's 22 now. And I tell him this all the time. Now I'm in the backseat and you're driving the car now. And I just hope and I pray that, you know what? Those lessons mm -hmm. <laughs> that he could recall those and know that because I took driving that car very seriously when he was when he was young in the backseat. Now that I'm the old guy in the backseat. And well, I hope he takes <laughs> the same care driving that car as yes, now sir. that the roles have reversed. So whatever it is, well, I just want to say this to all young people, right? You're not alone. Because it's tough, Mo. It's it's tough. You know, I, I don't know how I would be in this in this era because you guys have different problems that we had, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I'm very fortunate because I get a chance to see the problems, right? Because I have kids and and I'm fortunate, you know, as as I like to say, that my dad that my son still talks to me. <laughs> he still calls me. Yeah. My my my, my kids still call. Blessing. They still talk. That's a that's a blessing. And I just hope that he has someone to talk to Mo before it's too late. Because let me tell you something, Mo. Now the business is going to do what the business is going to do. The business has to do. Why, Mo? Because they can't allow the business to not continue. And I just hope he learns before it's too late. I, I, I That's what I hope. Whether he learns it from you, Mo, or me, or whoever... I don't care where the truth come from as long as he gets it because Mo for people that know him, I, and I, I'm not pretending to know him as well as I know others, you know, people have, people speak very highly of him, people that know him and you never know what's going on behind the scenes. So I'm not going to pretend to know and, and evaluate anyone. You know, Mo, I recently, uh, I just lost a friend here, uh, Lance Blanks here recently yeah condolences yeah just lost a friend here mo everything seems great on the outside everything seems good mo and, and he's no longer with us so you never know what's going on with people i just hope mo he gets the help that he needs for him and his family yes sir. because mo that, that that's all that matters so again I guess, Mo, I, 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 because I, I, I live this, right? I live my whole life as an adult or half of my life as an adult has been to trying to help young people. So the problems that I've seen 19 through, you know, some of my oldest clients now are 35, 36 years of age, but it's a difficult and I get it. There's no roadmap for this. There's no formula for this. You don't go to school for this. No one, myself included, has the right answers. But I would hope, Mo, that there's someone there that he could reach out to, that he could share his innermost whatever to get on the track that he needs to get to. Okay, mm -hmm. not the basketball, the person, because if the person isn't developed, 
the player has no chance. And right now, you know, John Morant, the basketball player, is the farthest thing I'm thinking about. What do we have to do to help this young person live their best life? Yes. And that's and and we owe him that, right? We owe him to try. Now, whether or not he wants to do that, that's on him. But I know if he came to the Hoop Genius podcast, we'd be here for him, not for the ratings, no, not to have him as a guest, no. but we would say, hey, we just want to help you. Thanks. We want to help you. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. And it's but it was very, very unfortunate when I saw that uh, this morning. Man, yo, it's all love over this side, but uh, fingers crossed, things get sorted out for Ja, and um, he can keep moving forwards. But we're going to be back every day this week. Tomorrow, we'll bring you a preview of the Western Conference Finals and then a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. And BJ, there's one team right now that is eight wins away from it. Well, Miami's going to be in the finals for sure. We know yeah, that. My, and then who, who else? Who else? Who, the who you got in the, the West? Well, let's not even there. talk about the East. Because Miami, we already... The Lakers Can we agree there. on that? Miami yeah, and four? Yeah. Is that Miami what we're going to say? We're going to say Miami and six. Oh, Miami. <laughs> and, then, and then the Lakers will be there. And the, the Lakers will win a championship. That, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay, that's what you're saying. But, okay. But, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that's what you say. <laughs> I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, I mean, okay, that's what you're I mean, I mean, I'm afraid. Of, like, I play off Jimmy. I mean, come on. I mean, they got the Heat coach. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, got come UD on. I mean, bench. your I mean, guy just on. scored. Your guy just scored 51. First team All NBA player. Yeah. Hey, you had the defensive player of the year last but, but, but year. He you doesn't have. He doesn't have Udonis. Six man of. You had the six man. You had the six man of the year. Doesn't have Udonis. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, Bench wearing his hoodie and shouting and throwing chairs. I mean, come on. You got a third team All Defensive Player and Derek White. But hey, who's I mean? I mean, they got they got Jimmy. They got Jimmy. I mean, playoff Jimmy is. What more do you want? Jimmy versus the Celtics. How about that? Do, do the other four guys need to even show up or no? Nah. You could put any four guys and Spoh will find a way to make it work. Let's just be honest. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Man, what a game. What a day. What a playoff this has been. Unpredictable, to say the least. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. We'll be here, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Tell the friends, tell the friends, come and join the wave. Most importantly, just like Jason's saying tonight, you guys know what to do. Get buckets.